My topic is why does God allow illness? Why does God allow illness in our lives? This is for me a very big question because if you're a believer, you read the Bible and you see so many stories where people, where Jesus healed people, right? And Jesus said to you and me, go out into the world and heal people. Share the good news because the kingdom of God is already in you. This Monday, we lost Debbie, actually. We, we not lost her. We let her go to God in heaven. Here's a picture of, of Debbie, an amazing worship leader. I have to be honest because Debbie is not just a person. I mean, she is for us like the DNA of ISAF, an amazing leader over all the years. She wrote amazing songs, lyrics, and everything, and she helped us. Uh, she was involved in the First Ladies Lounge. Um, she had so many ideas, and she was so easy to lead, you know? I tell you, not, not everyone in my leadership team is easy to lead. But Debbie was easy to lead. I said to God, why, why, are, you, why are you taking Debbie? She was easy. I mean, I, I know some people, they are not easy to lead. But why Debbie? And she's only 35 years old, super young. Not only that, um, he has also a husband and, and, and an amazing boy, Judah, four years old and an amazing husband. And of course, they know God is still good. Um, they knowing God has a plan, but they had to let go her on Monday to God in heaven. And here comes the question for us as the whole entire church, because we prayed on our knees on a Sunday. We, we, we screamed to God. We asked God for a healing miracle, right? We fasted. We prayed. We did everything what we can do. And now we announce to you, hey, sorry, um, Debbie went to heaven. God is still good and God is able. And I know a lot of people, you have a lot of question marks in you. Why those things really happen to those people? They're good and they're loving God and they're still faithful. And here is the question in the TOC. TOC, I think, hopefully I pronounced it right. It's like three questions is actually on the screen. If God is willing to eliminate suffering but he's not able to do, so he is not omnipotent. With other words, he's not able to do anything. If he is able to eliminate it, but is not willing to, he is not good. And now comes the question number three. This is a tricky one. If he is able and willing to eliminate it, then why is there suffering? And this is a very, very good question. And I think we as a church, as the followers of Christ, we should have a solid, solid answer. And I want to give you a picture because when you read the Bible, I mean the, the, the paper Bible, not, not the smartphone Bible. If you read the paper Bible, like in the first chapter, the, one of the first pages in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 10, I want to draw you an amazing picture about suffering. Now the Lord has planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of tree grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. Uh, you say, okay. What's the link to suffering? You have to understand, the Bible says, here is a tree, a river flows it through, the animals, people, God, harmony, peace, joy, happiness. 
In front of the garden, there were no death, no suffering, no sickness, nothing. Harmony, peace, human beings with God and animals and everything was super fine, right? If you're going to the last page of the Bible, I mean the last page of the Bible in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 to 2, the Bible explains the same picture again. And you have to understand, if you're studying theology, if God is repeating things twice, it's always a message. God repeats the same story again. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. The Bible says again, here is a tree, a river, harmony, peace, animal, joy, happiness, animals, people, God in a harmony and peace. You have to understand The first page is a picture, and then the last picture, uh, page of the Bible, again a picture. Why is that so? You have to understand after the fall of man, something happened between those two trees. Illness, the animal world got crazy, natural disasters, devil and the death. All of a sudden, those things were not here before the tree, right? Those things will not be there anymore after that tree. And you have to understand out of the view of God, between those two trees is our life. That means we are not in the beginning and we are not in the end. That's why God says, I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last, Alpha and Omega, the first word and also the last word. That means for God is the life between the two trees is maybe 4,000, 6,000 years is nothing in, ter in terms of eternity because eternity is ever. If you think eternity-wise, you would say, what's the problem of 6,000 years? What is the problem of illness, animal world, devil, death? Because it will not last forever. Romans chapter 8, verse 22. We know, I, I, like, I like the word, We know, that, that means you know it already, right? God says, we know that the whole creation has been growing as in the pains of the childbirth right up to the present time. With other words, even though nature is screaming, longing for redemption, for salvation, for a new beginning, what is here before the tree and will be after the tree. And now we have to understand, we are living between two trees for a certain season in our lives. It means we haven't, is here already, but not still really here because what happened before the tree and what will happen after the tree is no death, no sickness and nothing anymore. And now you have to understand when Jesus came on earth, Where does he come from? He came from a place before the tree. When he left earth, where he went? The place after the tree. This is a very simple illustration, dear people, to understand why things happen on earth and why things are not lasting forever. When Jesus came, he healed all the people The Bible says, all the people. Why Jesus healed the people? Because where Jesus comes from, 
There is no death. There is no sickness. Jesus came and said, guys, before the tree and after the tree, there will be no sickness anymore. And he came and showed us how heaven would look like. When Jesus resurrected Lazarus from the dead, he said, guys, we are coming from in front of the tree and after the tree, there will be no death anymore. That's why Jesus gave us a glimpse of eternity. When Jesus spoke to the storm, he calmed the storm with one word. And Jesus said, even though one day nature will be get, get again in harmony. Jesus said to the devil, we were friends before the tree, but now you were not friends anymore. And he kicked him away. Jesus came in every situation to give us a glimpse how life will look like before the tree and after the tree. Jesus was the first messenger. He came from heaven to give us a message. And the Bible says so clearly, you and me, when we receive Christ in our lives, we become God's messenger. We have a voice because heaven started already in us. Eternity is in us. It means the day I die, check out what happens. I close my eyes here on planet earth. Open it. Boom. God. Wow. You're amazing. For us, we're still here on earth. It's like a nightmare. But for God, it's the biggest day. He celebrates because God is also a welcome team. You know that? Every church has a strong welcome team. Welcome home. We greet people, give them a present. But God has also a welcome team in heaven. And that Monday, God welcomed Debbie in heaven and said, Welcome home. Finally. You, my daughter, you are here. God has a longing to spend eternity with you, right? That's why for God, it's the most, the beauty, most beautiful day. But for us, it's really like a nightmare. I want to show you, Debbie is also, was also, has, has been a messenger for God. And uh, some weeks ago, she baptized uh, her brother's girlfriend, and uh, we, 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 we recorded that baptism. And let's see that Debbie was a messenger for the kingdom of God. You know, that, that baptism uh, of Debbie, it, it touched me because I had no clue that she was here on the Sunday evening to baptize uh, her brother's girlfriend. And I said, Debbie, what, what are you doing here? She said, I, I, I baptize her. I said, why? She said, I have, I'm in a chemotherapy, but I canceled that date because I want to baptize her. Because this is more important than my sickness. This is the attitude that Debbie always has and had for God. And I think this is an applause. Because she always said, God's kingdom comes first. We are messengers. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come means what has been before the tree and what will be after the tree. Come, come, 
Come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means we pray that heaven flows through us and brings healing, hope, restoration, restoration in all those people's lives. And now comes the question about healing. Because it's a very confusing situation. We say, oh, we prayed as a church. And Jesus commanded us, go out into the world, lead people to Christ, baptize them, teach them, but now heal them as well. And I have seen over my more than 20 years of, of, of preaching and leading a church, the topic of healing is a crazy topic, actually. I have to be honest. I've seen so many people leaving the church. They're leaving faith because they believed and hold on and fasted and for a miracle and the miracle didn't took place and they left the church. They left because, oh, it doesn't work. Or some people said, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know we, we prayed for many people. It didn't work. Okay, that's why I don't pray anymore because it makes no difference anymore. That means in both ways, we lost something very important. <laughs> and please understand this picture in terms of healing. I believe, and this is my statement, I want to be clear as possible, I believe God heals always. 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 There is no exception that God is not healing. God heals always. I say clearly, always, 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 always. Why? Either between those two trees, God heals immediately, we pray, healing, then we say, boom, shakala, hallelujah! If that healing is not taking place, we believe God can heal a person through a process. That means, hallelujah, okay, but still a miracle, right? That's why we believe either fast or slow, but both is a healing. Now comes the question, the case of Debbie. Both is not, has not worked out very well. And I believe in a third box, and that box is between, after three, I believe Debbie is healed in heaven. Just think for a moment. Debbie will be not in heaven with cancer. There is no, Debbie will be cancer free in heaven. Just think for a moment for all those people, you lost the hair. You have no hair anymore. That means, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You will not spend eternity without hairs. They will grow again, right? Can you hear an amen? You I mean, this is almost like a sickness if you're losing hair, right? But God restores things in heaven. If people here on planet Earth are in a wheelchair, God is not healing them fast or slowly, it's nothing happened, they will not be in heaven with a heaven wheelchair. No, that's gone. They will walk and run like crazy. That means the first box means a healing takes place as well in heaven. That means God heals always here after tree or between the tree. I don't care. He heals always. And here is my statement. When we were together with Debbie, we said we believe even though to the last breath, God can speak one word. God can speak one word. You get arise and you are healed forever. We believe it. But if God is not healing you and the last breath, breath is taken, baby had the hope, I will be healed, restored, renewed in heaven forever. That's why when I pray for people, I always believe in my deepest heart, God heals always, always. Are you agree? Because otherwise when you say, 
only healing takes place here on planet Earth. You're missing a lot of explanation why things are not happening to, to amazing people. And in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. I want to repeat it to you again. This is the most important Bible verse because there comes a day where God pushes away all the trees and there is no life between the two trees anymore. We are in heaven and God says, Relation chapter 21 verse 4, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying of pain for the old order between the two trees. This is the old order. It has not been here before here. No death and no sickness. And after that tree is no sickness, no death. This is the old order. God pushed it away one day and all the things has passed away. This is hope. We have as a church. Please don't fall on the other side and say, oh, God is not healing anymore. Oh, we prayed for so many people. Oh, it's better not praying because then they're going to the cinema. And don't say, God heals always. Always say, if people don't get healed, don't ever say, maybe sin in your life or maybe you're cursed or maybe certain things went wrong in life. You can say that for your own life. Then I don't care. You can curse yourself, I don't care, but never say that to a person. I got so many emails the last week from people from my church that it's sin in ISAF. That's why the worship leader died. A person phoned me, phoned me and said, David died because of you, Pastor Leo. We have not enough faith and you oiled her with the wrong oil. Oh, oil matters. Oh, flipping flip. I never heard that. I thought, uh, you know, And I say to you right now, don't ever blame other people. You can blame your own life. I don't care. You can blame you as long as you want, as long as it's you. But never say that to people because what you do, you crash their faith. You take them Christ away. You can blame the devil, but never people. And this is very important for me because this message is for me a heartbeat message. Please understand the picture. That's why suffering and even those certain things, we never have an answer. But this lasts not forever. This is only 6,000 years in the view of eternity. It's not even a big deal. I want to ask three people, it's my wife and Sarah and Michi as well, to come on stage, please. I would love to close. Yeah, give them a big, big round of applause. Um, I, want to, I want to ask them some questions, how they handle this situation. Sarah, you, you have... Uh, being a very, very close friend, a friend of Debbie. You were referred together for, for, for many, many um, moments. You were almost there almost every day with Debbie. With Debbie. How, how do you handle this situation that Debbie is now by Jesus? Yes, I'm really sad. And I sometimes can't even imagine that she's really gone. When I see the picture in the, here, it's, it's really strange. I always think she comes on stage and will sing. And I'm really sad. Um, and we uh, asked each other and talked about it. What, what do we do now? We just go on like this in, the, in, in our daily life. And then sometimes it pops up and we cry. Or what do we do? And uh, Mich and I decided to have like a time of mourning. 
and to give uh, a sadness and mourning a, a, a space. So I went, um, I was, uh, uh, the next morning when she died, I, I went to look for decoration and I decorated my home with things that, that I think she, she might like. I think she li might like these peacock feathers and I put pictures of her and me and, and I just make room for mourning. You know, I don't want to miss uh, the things that God puts on this way of, of sadness and in, in this morning that I think God is in, in there. Uh, we have experienced that we drove a few times to the house of Philip and Debbie. We were so heavy. We couldn't even breathe. But uh, when we get there, we experienced love. We experienced faith. And I don't want to miss these moments. And that's why I want to give God the chance even I go in this pain, I go in this sadness, and I give room for the good things, like the gold, gold things to happen in my life. You wrote down, Debbie, we very miss you. And this is actually how we feel. We know she's by God, man. She finished the race very, very well, really. She's there by, by, by her creator. But you wrote it down really good, we miss you. And that is just a part missing in our heart. And it's very important to deal with, with that fact. Michi, uh, you have been also a very close friend with the whole family. How do you handle this situation, as a, even though as a pastor? For me, the hardest thing was the, the feeling of helplessness. Uh, to visit, to see Debbie go through the sickness, having pain. She really went through hell. And um, I was side to side with uh, Philip, her husband, who couldn't help her. Nobody was able to help her, and she had so much pain. And that was really hard for me. And in some moments, I really had to take myself away, go through a walk in the, in the forest, and then normally don't do that. I don't walk. <laughs> I, I either run or I'm staying, staying at home. So when I went to the forest, I really had to, to bow down before God and tell him, you are God and not me. And that became a new, it, it just got deeper in my heart that he is God and I'm not God. He's sovereign. And um, some other nuggets, we, the, the evening when Debbie died, we were together, uh, some friends and Philip, of course, and uh, we opened three bottles of wine. Um, not, not just to become drunk, but to celebrate. And the first bottle was to celebrate Debbie's race. We celebrated Debbie is home. And for me, she became a role model in finishing the race. Even in pain and in suffering, she hold, held on to Jesus. And nothing could separate her from her faith that Jesus heals her. And for me, that was, she, she's a hero. We toasted on her. The second bottle, we toasted on Philip. Uh, Sarah and me, we, we, um, we were at the wedding. We were the pa wedding pastors for Debbie and Philip. And Debbie and Philip, they vowed to stay faithful through the highs and the lows in their life until death separates us. And we toasted Philip. We said, you ran the race. You were faithful to her until the very end. You showed us how Jesus is. Jesus is a king who suffered. He came in the suffering and he put aside his privileges. So we toasted on Philip, you are like Jesus. And the third bottle was that we toasted on the future. We said, even between the trees, we have a future for Judah, the boy, for Philip, for all of us. We know Jesus is in here and we want to represent him and we want to be as hard as ever before uh, messengers for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Well, Miki, um, yeah. 
As I told you, I'm, I'm quite impressed about toasting three things. I never thought about it. You did it very well, the, the, the way how you role modeling, even though for me, I never thought about it, to have three things. This is really, really a good nugget and a good picture. Pastor Susanna Debbie, she started with you, the ladies uh, lounge. Um, she has been a big part of your team. I mean, always when Debbie came, you cooked a special bread for Debbie. I could smell early in the morning, said, ah, today is ladies' lounge team. Uh, will Debbie come? Because I always called Debbie's bread, uh, and now she's not here anymore. Uh, how, how do you handle the situation of the loss of Debbie? Yeah, Debbie was uh, the very first person who stepped into the ladies' lounge idea. She always believed that there will be something great in that idea. And she was part of it from the very beginning, 15 years, every year she was part of it and put herself into that. So that makes her really precious. And I have been given the chance to listen to a song she wrote and sang during her sickness, time of sickness, while she was suffering very big pain. And these words were just, she was in awe for Jesus. She was worshiping him from the depth of her heart. And her heart, I mean, when you can find words like this, you know that this person has a pure heart. And I was so astonished how she could worship God. And I said, Jesus, if I would be you, of course you took her home because someone worshiping you that, that beautiful, of course you want to have her next to you. And then I was looking at myself and in my heart were nothing beautiful, only um, I was angry, almost hatred was in there. I, I could not understand what happened. And then I felt like not worthy enough to meet with God because uh, there was nothing beautiful inside of me. I compared with Debbie and thought, of course, she has that clear heart, but mine is full of these bad feelings. But then comes the decision, either I take myself away from God or either, or I push myself into the presence of God. And I decided to not be too afraid to push myself into the presence and, and pray and speak with God and read Bible verses until I realize that the love of God hits my heart and I feel comfortable sharing what bothers me, sharing what makes me angry, sharing why it makes me angry and, and realize that the love of God touches my heart and and cleans things away. And this is what this situation helped me to experience. Wow. You know, for me, the, the whole family, how they handled the loss was for me amazing because they believed really to the end, God can speak one word. They, they really believed and said, okay, if God is not heal, will heal her, she will be in heaven. And Debbie said to us, we, we, we were there Wednesday, she said, either next week I will attend the ICF conference, God healed me. And if not, I will be in heaven and I will look down and I, and, and I see the conference from heaven. This is how she was, you know. She, they never asked the why question. Not one single moment. They, they believed in the end of the day, it's a journey. We not belong here. Our city will be in heaven in eternity. And the whole family, they believed that from the bottom of my heart. And I was really super impressed. Uh, in the year to, um, 2012, when Debbie had the first time cancer, 
She wrote an amazing song, and I want to read to you the lyric of the song Legacy. She wrote in her song in uh, about um, seven years ago, when my chapter is done and my torch passed on and all my days are spent, when they look at me, I want them to see that my heart looks like yours in the end. And it's an amazing lyric because everyone on one day, we will, we, will, we will close our chapter, it will be done. And we will pass on our torch. And my deepest longing is really, I want to be more like Jesus Christ. And I think maybe you lost a person in your own life, maybe your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, or even somebody, you're really close and you ask the question, why, why in the whole world? And please never ask the why question because you will never find an answer. Because God has spoke, said to me once, I am the shepherd and you are a sheep. And you know that a sheep is blind, can only see seven meters. And a sheep is very stupid. That means I will never understand God's ways and I never can see the ways of God. And that's why it's better to trust that the shepherd God, he knows what he's doing. Even though if I don't understand, I don't get it, but I trust him because I trust him and I always will trust him and I will trust him. Let's see the legacy song on the screen from Debbie and then I would love to pray with you guys. for me a very very touching song actually had such a strong impact in our whole movement even though my own life and um, we want to we want to sing a song about Jesus I think the, for me the most important thing in the message at this afternoon is just make the most important thing the most important thing and that's the name of Jesus Christ I just decided in my life I have see, seen so many crazy things happen around my life even though in my life but I will trust I'm like a sheep I just follow Christ and I know those two trees will not last forever one day God will push everything by side and what has been in the beginning will be forever and ever and ever when you see this out of the eternity perspective becomes everything just another story and um, you can you can sit down for a moment because the band will play the song only Jesus and then you see like in the middle of the song Debbie on the screen and you will see how Debbie always pointed everything to Jesus she was really and she is now a really worship leader she she walked the talk and she was really the real deal and just sit down for a moment and after songs we, we want to go into a ministry time where we experience a lot of things with the Holy Spirit. But now, 
Just soak it in.
was actually really one of the closest longing of Debbie to make Jesus known and bigger around the world. Will you stand with me for a moment, church? And I would love to pray with you. Maybe, maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Or maybe so, things happen in your life and you some way along your journey, you lost the peace with God or even though the trust that God is still able or that God is still good because certain things happen and you don't understand why those things happen. Or maybe you get lukewarm along your journey and I think my question is right now, if you are, if you are dying tomorrow, are you sure that you will go to heaven? And that's a very important question because at the end of the day you have to to know, to be sure, I am saved, I belong to heaven. Could we close our eyes for a moment? And if you're here, you want to receive Christ, or you feel I want to retrust my God, or I want to turn back from my sins, I want to be on fire again, then please, wherever you stand, pray this prayer with me. I prayed that prayer when I was 18 years old. I received Christ into my life and that prayer really totally changed my life i just pray one sentence and you're able to repeat that sentence wherever you stay and say dear jesus thank you for my unique life i have failed and sinned and i ask you right now for forgiveness I make you as my Lord and Savior. Lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I am yours forever. I lay down my life and I trust that you are a good God. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, you are forgiven. You belong to the family of God. God will say, welcome home. And now church, I would love to just go into a ministry time. And you have many different options. You have on the right hand side, on the left hand side, there are some tables. Maybe you want to write something to Debbie's family or Debbie's husband. You just go there, write it down. You can put it into the box. We have also the cross there. Maybe you are going to certain seasons or you face certain storms and you don't understand why God is doing what He's doing. You just go to the cross, write it down and bring that issue, bring that question to God. This, this is the most safe place on earth. On here, on this left-hand side, on this side, it's maybe for you the right side, right-hand side, there's also the Lord's Supper. You can go there, grab a piece of bread and wine. You're celebrating. Christ shared His blood and shared His body for you and me. And there is also a prayer team. Is the prayer team on both sides? I'm not sure. Where's the prayer team? The prayer team is there. If you say, I want I, I need prayer, then just go to the prayer team. And you can also just stand and praise and worship. The next 13 minutes, it's your moment. Go to the cross, ride a car, take the Lord's Supper, uh, go to the prayer team or just stay and sing to Christ because worship songs are prayers to a God in heaven who hears, 
who sees, who feels. And the hand of God is not too short, that God is not able to intervene. Just expect and believe right now, miracles takes place. I believe, we believe in miracles. God is a God of signs and miracles, either now or one day when we'll be together in heaven. Okay, the band will lead you to worship and now just go to the left, right, cross, Lord's Supper, prayer team, worship, it's up to you.